This is episode six, where we talk about connections. You know, the personal, professional, pleasure, and proximity friendships that we have in different times and in different degrees throughout our life. Welcome to An Owner's Guide for Your Life, the podcast that combines psychology, coaching, common sense, and fun. I'm Tracy Browning, an entrepreneur, life coach, and lover of people. Now, let's talk about how to live, love, make money, and change the world. Hey, I'm glad you're here. I have had an interesting weekend. It's been different from my usual weekends. It was a weekend bookended by birthdays. I had one of my sister's birthdays was Friday, and my youngest son had his birthday Monday. So, fun bookends. But then Saturday, I spent a few hours leading a class of women who are apprenticing to learn plumbing skills. They're beginning to work in a trade that is predominantly male. So we had some really interesting conversation. And then Sunday, I attended the funeral of a family friend, a man who has known my husband since before my husband was even born. So it was a sad day. But with all these unrelated, but really kind of felt related things going on, I've been thinking about connections and what they mean to us. You know, here in the United States, we are in the land of do-it-yourselfers. We honor people who are the rugged individualists, the self-made men and women. You know, we like, ooh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We really admire that. And we celebrate the individual so much that often we neglect the the power of community and support and relationships and friendship, the strength of our connections. I ran across this poet the other day, and I just want to share an excerpt from from what he had to say about friendship. Poet David White, and that's White with a Y, uh, he says, the dynamic of friendship is almost always underestimated as a constant force in human life. The ultimate touchstone of friendship is not improvement, neither of the other nor of the self. The ultimate touchstone is witness, to have walked with them and to have believed in them, and sometimes just to have accompanied them for however brief a span on a journey impossible to accomplish alone. I love that. And I'm thinking about the people in my life who have been witnesses to me, who've accompanied me through life in different times and different ways through acts of friendship or by simply being present, by being a witness. And I just want to invite you, think about your own connections as as I share some stories about mine. You know, we're connected to people because we have something in common with them. You share something. Now, it might be history, like family. You may share an interest or you may share a space with somebody. You know, you're friends because you both just happen to be at the same place at the same time. Um, There are really four areas that our connections tend to be in. They're personal, professional, 
pleasure, like sports or hobbies, and proximity. So think with me about personal. These are probably like the first people you think of when you think about connections and friendship. Your friends, if you're lucky, your family. They're people you choose to have relationships with because you like them. Sometimes they happen. Sometimes they're, they're just people you go out of your way for. Um, and at the funeral we were at Sunday afternoon, it's for our friend Myron. Now, Myron knew my husband Todd since before he was born. Myron and his wife Carol were best friends with my in-laws since way back when they were teenagers. And as my husband was reminiscing about his memories, he said, you know, there's just not a single moment that stands out when I think about him. He was just always there in my life. You know, they've been neighbors. They'd even worked together. I'd worked with them, too. And we'd attended church together for a while. So Myron was just always a a fabric in in the fabric of our life. He was always there. Um, You know, some of us are just fortunate to have friends who are always there. Um, Whenever I think about my own friends, there's a time in my life I, I always go back to Um, A number of years ago, I was dealing with a severe chronic illness. At the time, I had two preschoolers and a husband who worked full-time and went to school at night. And we just, I, I couldn't even take care of myself, much less my family. But we had this incredible network of people. It was family. They were from our church, from a women's group. We had neighbors. We had parents and teachers from my kids preschool it was it was a horrible and really amazing time all at once Um, they would come and do like really practical things to help us they would pick the boys up take them to preschool they'd have them over for play dates they'd come over they would do our laundry they would do our dishes they would bring us food sometimes they would just come hang out in the living room with me while Todd was in class because oh I was heavily medicated and I pretty much ran this unfiltered stream of consciousness commentary on life that oh gosh one of my friends said girl you are funnier than anything on TV so don't even think it's a burden for me to come hang out with you and I'm not sure if I'm proud of that or if I'm really super embarrassed so I'll just be both but oh until this point in my life I'd always been I'd been a giver you know and I was really resistant to asking for help and I was not very gracious at all about receiving it and here's here is a gem of a lesson on friendship because another friend sent me straight on this she said Tracy you're a giver but don't you dare deny me the blessing of being able to give to you. Be a good receiver. Take that one to heart, y'all. Be a giver and a receiver. Oh, but these people, we would talk and we'd laugh about nothing in particular. I mean, they were just with us. Sometimes, like I shared, they were doing really practical, essential things to us. I don't know how we would have made it without having these people there. 
but the bigger impact they had was the love they gave us, the psychological safety and trust that we had knowing that they were with us, that, that they witnessed us. And <laughs> this, there was one of my neighbors in particular. Oh, my goodness. She was about 30 years older than me. And she was this tall, really gruff lady who, oh, she cussed like a sailor. Man, um, as, as often as I could, I would sit out in my front yard and I loved flowers and gardening and I could do it if I could sit and do it. So I would be out in the front yard and Ruth would stop by and we would talk about my plants and my flowers and and I say we'd talk about it, but it was really more she would lecture me on all the things I was doing wrong with them because she'd worked in a plant nursery for years. So she really knew her stuff, but she was super intimidating and she was like cold and not warm and fuzzy at all. But it's important to know this part of the story, too, that also during the time of my illness, we literally had an open door policy during the day for sure that we never locked our front door because people needed to come in and out to be able to help us out. So one afternoon, the my sons were away on a play date and I was laying down in my bedroom in the back of the house taking a nap. And I roll over and I open my eyes and Ruth is standing in my bedroom holding a pie. (laughs) So I said, um, hey. And she said, hey, this is a key lime pie. It's my favorite. I made it for you. I want you to have it. And she hands me the pie as I sit there in bed (laughs) and walked out. (laughs) Oh, I treasure that memory because here is this gruff, cussing woman who was so awkward but who just wanted to reach out and love us in the only way she could think of to do it and you know when I when I read that poem about some people are just there to to witness you and to walk alongside you oh god I think of Ruth and key lime pie (laughs) may every person be blessed with a Ruth who brings you a key lime pie Mm. So, other kinds of relationships, other kinds of connections we have. We've got professional ones. You know, you may or may not be friends with some of your coworkers. Maybe you've got networking groups. You might have a mentor who guides you through your career. If you're an entrepreneur, if you work for yourself, oh man, you know, this life can be lonely especially if you're home. Um, And it makes a difference to have a network that you can interact with and get support from. There are are things like um, mastermind groups. Now, I've been, over the last 10 years or so, I've been in different mastermind groups. These are groups that come together to exchange information and encourage each other. You're, You're working towards similar goals, so you're not working together, but you're kind of bouncing each other ideas off of each other and giving each other support and maybe some accountability. Um, I've been in free ones, and there's some that I have paid a good chunk of change to participate in, but they've all been really valuable because they're just connections. 
Now, the women that I worked with this Saturday in the plumbing apprenticeship program, they are part of an organization called She Built This City. They're in Charlotte, and they're doing some really neat, very practical things in the community. Really cool program. Check them out. Um, But one of the things I was able to share with these ladies was how important my networks of people have been that your friends and your family, they may want to support you. But your group of peers, they're really going to understand what you're going through. And it's a different feeling when you know somebody gets you. Um, You know, maybe they offer advice, maybe not. But they can come alongside you and be a witness to your life. I know other areas of connections that we have, you know, maybe you've got relationships and friendships through, through things you do for pleasure, sports or hobbies, you know, growing up, I always think of with the kids, oh my heavens, I can't tell you how many hours I have spent as a parent standing on the sideline of a ball field, soccer, baseball, football, basketball, I'm cheering my kids cheering their friends on. I'm bonding with other parents. You know, we worked together on the sidelines and in the stands and behind the scenes in the concession stand and raising money. And, you know, if you're a parent with a kid in sports, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of these connections were really surface level and hey, how you doing kind of things. But man, there were some deep connections for, for that time in our life. You know, another thing that I think of when I think of like pleasure and hobby connections, it's a bonus with social media. You know, there's some not so hot things about the world of social media. But if you are looking to connect with people who share an interest, good heavens, you can find a group of people like a Facebook group with fans of a TV show or a podcast you listen to, or here is an actual Facebook group, Nerdy and Snarky Cross-Stitch Patterns. Really? Okay. You can find people who love science. I, I will pretty much guarantee it that if you have a love or an interest in something, you can find a group to connect with. And you know, it's just when somebody shares your love of something, there's almost an immediate connection. Um, now, one of my friends, Jeff, he just moved across the country, and we were talking yesterday about what it's like to make friends as an adult. You know, it really doesn't have to be that much different than when we were kids. Our connections are going to share something with us. Maybe it's an interest however weird it may be, (laughs) maybe it's a location, you just connect because you're there and it's easy. I've got a neighbor that I don't even know his name and he doesn't know our name, but we chat every time we see each other. You know, sometimes it's about the lawn or his cars or our dogs or, you know, I stopped the other day and we talked about what it was like for him being in the military and his experiences as being a part of a team and the you know one one of the words he had to share with me about friendship in the military was he's like you know you learn really quick who you can trust now isn't that the mark of a friendship who you can trust and he said if you're not trustworthy mm -mm." and i 
We depend on each other for life and death. Now, not all our connections in, in regular non-military life have that degree of, of seriousness, but trust, being somebody that, that's there for someone who bears witness. I love that idea. Um, you know, the other thing when I think, too, about being an adult, making friends, it may, in a way, it may be easier to make friends as an adult because we have more experience. We, hopefully, we know ourselves more, but we know what kind of friend we're looking for. Um, you, know, you have to navigate expectations because not everybody is out looking for a new best friend, you know, especially like my friend Jeff. Now, he's new in town, so he wants to meet as many people as possible. But the folks who have been there for years, they may not be as interested in, in new friendships and, you know, you know how cliques can be. But connections are so important to us. And we don't have to have a vast, huge number of close friends. And you know, most of us really only have a few close friends in our lives anyway. Um, but to understand that we have different degrees of relationship and friendships, relationships, they don't have to last forever. And you know, maybe it's, there's, you know, there's the, the verse in Ecclesiastes, everything has a season. There's a time and a purpose for everything. Um, so understand that with your connections that, Maybe it's just for a season, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. We could come in and be a witness and walk alongside somebody for that season of their life. Um, but <laughs> I will leave you with a funny story because <laughs> I just saw this, and I thought, okay, this is exactly what I, I want to say about friendship was watching this show on Hulu. It's called Shrill. And one of the women, Fran, she'd witnessed this really bad accident in town. And a TV reporter interviewed her. And she was so excited that she was going to be on the evening news. She was so excited that she threw the party and invited like a bunch of her friends over to watch the segment on the news with her. So, you know, they're having their party and like the news comes on. They're like, shh, 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 okay, here's the segment. So they all quiet down and they're watching her stand there with the reporter who says, so, Fran, you saw the accident. Wasn't it dreadful? And Fran looks at the camera and says, yes, it was. And that's it. That's her big moment. So there's this long silence in her living room and her friends are kind of cutting their eyes at each other. And then someone starts this soft chant. Yes, it was. Yes, it was was and then everybody joins in and it just crescendos into this big chant of yes it was they're supporting and celebrating their friend and I know it's silly <laughs> but don't you want to have friends who cover your awkwardness who see you for you who lift you up when you're down 
and who celebrate what's important to you, no matter how ludicrous it is. It's the kind of friends I want. Now we know, scientifically proven, that our connections add years to our life. We also know our connections are friends. They add life to our years, and we don't need any kind of science to tell us that. Our hearts know it. So if you feel some lack in your connection department, reach out to somebody this week. You are the owner of your life. You can make something like this happen. You might not connect with somebody on the first try. It may take a couple of of reaching outs to find somebody that you do connect with. But it's worth it. And if you already feel connected, reach out and tell a friend how much you appreciate them. I appreciate you, my podcast connections. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing. So now, go live, love, make some money, and change the world.